True Grit by Charles Portis, Chapter 5. Chapter 5 begins with a letter from Judge Daggett, informing Maddie of what is going on back home, expressing concern for her, and hoping that she returns quickly and safely. It's clear that he is worried about her, but both Judge Daggett and Maddie's mother understand that Maddie can take care of herself and will not reverse her headstrong decisions. It's important to notice how mature Maddie acts in her dealings with adults and even her ability to manage financial accounts. Her time being a bookkeeper for her father gave her the confidence to quickly correct Rooster's paperwork, and her work even results in a half-hearted job offer from Rooster's boss. The chapter features the obvious conflicts. Maddie wants to travel with Rooster. Rooster says no, then relents. Labeef tries to get Rooster to work with him and back out of his deal with Maddie, and while he waffles back and forth, he decides to join with Labeef. None of this matters in the long run. Maddie will not take no for an answer, and after a dramatic river crossing and an often-on chase, Rooster and Labeef accept Maddie into the fold, and the three of them are now off to face Ned Pepper's gang in their hunt for Tom Chaney. What I want us to focus on in this chapter is two key points. Number one, as mature and as confident as Maddie is, she firmly believes that adults are authority figures and that rules and laws establish a universal standard. While she isn't wrong, her faith in both adults and rules will not hold up in a world where adulthood doesn't generate a strong moral compass, and the laws and rules are rendered meaningless when not followed or valued. Maddie's value system is set up to work in a world with order, and between the time period and the native territory, she will not be able to be protected by adults or laws. Portis depicts this immediately. Labeef whips Maddie for a few seconds upon their arrival to the territory, and Maddie is not able to defend herself. It is Rooster who makes Labeef stop, and only when he steps in with the threat of true violence does Labeef let Maddie go, and their journey together as a trio can begin. Maddie's dealing with adults and the rules in both Arkansas and Fort Smith have given her a false sense of security that now only Rooster and a reluctant Labeef can provide. The second point is the lessons Maddie is learning about money. Both Stonehill's emotional swings sent around his business and Rooster's statement, you will sometimes let money interfere with your notion of what is right. It's providing Maddie with insight that goes beyond her time assisting her father. Maddie understands that money and agreements and paying for a job is the only way to ensure a deal. She's invested in the protection of lawyers and rules and her 14-year-old mind believes that good can come from handling money and negotiations in a straightforward way. But Stonehill shows her the ups and downs of having his self-worth tied to his business and it's through Rooster she sees a man who openly admits that his moral compass can be compromised. As we continue to read this text, reflect on this point. We know that Maddie, the narrator, is a much older woman, but the interactions and experiences the 14-year-old Maddie is having is life-altering, and she is learning a harsh lesson in how the world can be when men live on the other side of the laws and rules designed to protect it. For chapter 5, focus your thoughts on Maddie's view of how the world should work in her eyes, compared to the lessons she is learning through her dealings both in Fort Smith and now in the territory. How is she changing? How is her thoughts being altered and impacted? This is where our conversation is going to take place, and I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts. <music>